Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I am the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. I'm so excited to have you here on another Monday morning so you can feel refreshed, recharged, and ready to rock your day. I am so excited to have Brittany Jackson from Coffee and Communications here with me on the air. So Brittany, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. So tell us a little bit about your journey in speech pathology and how you became from just an SLP to now an SLP with a very successful shop. Thank you. Uh, Well, I am from the small town of Little Whiskey, Georgia. This is about 50 miles south of Savannah, Georgia. I received my bachelor's and master's degree from Armstrong Atlantic State University. That is formerly known as Armstrong, but now known as Georgia Southern University. And I had my master's in 2014. And before school, I just knew off the rip, I was going to be an optometrist. I just knew it. The study of the eye and how things work with the eye is just so fascinating to me. Still to this day, I had LASIK eye surgery a couple of months ago, and I was just so fascinated. But it wasn't until I was introduced to an SLP here in Georgia and My brother had a really bad accident um, when I was a little girl, and it resulted in him having a swallowing disorder. And of course, I was a little girl then, but I can vividly see my brother doing different maneuvers to get that swallow back. And I thought that was 
so cool. And so, and so that picture kind of stuck with me as well. And so when I went to Forney's and a job fair, when I heard about it, I was like, haha, that's it. That's what I want to do. And so that's how I had the opportunity to also go back to that same rehab hospital that helped my brother to give back with my uh, medical placement. Oh, emotions so awesome. over the place. All over. I think I went to work crying like every day. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but that's how I got into the field of speech pathology. And when did you decide to go back for your doctorate? I went back for my doctorate in 2016. My mother also has her educational um, leadership doctorate. And um, my mom said, I, I, I bet you're going to go back to school. But by that time, I was like, no way. I am <laughs> over it. If I see another textbook, I'm probably going to fall asleep. But um, I said, you know what? I, if I'm not going to do it now, I'm not going to do it. So I made that commitment again in 2016 at the beginning, January. And I started that summer right after my wedding, as a matter of fact. Oh my goodness. I know. And before I had my son, Carter. So um, it was just a good time to go. I was kind of driven at that time to go ahead and get it done. And hey, three years later, I finished. Power to you. I hope anyone can do it. Seriously. Oh my goodness. I always said I wanted to because I wanted to be doctor and mister. Like, <laughs> like, like when people like send you mailings, like that was the only reason. I'm like, I don't think that's a good reason, but. right? <laughs> <laughs> In my next lifetime, maybe. Right. Tell everyone, because I'm sure they're a little curious. What was your research on? My research was the perceptions of general education teachers of children with EBD in the general ed classroom. So to break all of that down, a general ed teacher. So we have children with EBD, with exceptional behavior disorders at my school. We're the only school in my county that has that program. And so, of course, some of those children have speech and language issues as well. So I see them. I go to the classroom. I'm looking in and I'm thinking, like, these kids are in this class all day long. Something has, why aren't they being pulled out? Are some of them being pulled out? Okay, I do understand there's a behavior issue going on, but what's really going on? So I wanted to dive deep in there. Like, what's really going on? And it comes to find out general ed teachers are not comfortable with having those children in their classroom. I thought that was just mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Like, Special education is not your final destination. We have to get them out this class. And so that is the route I went. And how I got there is because when I first started my dissertation, I really wanted to see the the reasoning behind African-American boys in special education. So what was that about? And one of my um, chairs told me, she said, future Dr. Jackson, if you figure that out, you'll be a millionaire. So we need to kind of bring that down. So that's such a big ballpark figure. And so the EBD classrooms that I went in and looked at, it had a lot of black males there. And I was like, so why are they being pulled out? Why are teachers afraid? And come to find out they're afraid. They feel like they're not prepared to handle the behaviors. And so that's the journey I went with. And I've had a really good time talking to the general ed teachers about that. 
Um, and it needs to be a lot more collaboration just between the teacher, the EBD teacher, the general ed teacher, and maybe even administration. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing, they're afraid they can't handle the behaviors in the midst of like 22 to 25 kids. Mm-hmm. You know, where when, if you're in that classroom, like if something happens you can get right to it where in the other classroom you have to be kind of mindful remove the other children so it's a lot and it's still a lot of research that needs to be done in that area I'm not sure if some type of classes need to be implemented and the undergraduate level with teachers Mm -hmm. I'm not sure but um I'm very very interested in that population as well there's definitely a need of training and awareness I find even in my school everyone's concerned about their teacher evaluations and their rating and their performance that they don't want any questionable students to bring them down. They want to bring everyone up onto like RTI or whatever, you know, platform you have in your schools so that they can say, well, I tried, I tried everything. And now it's your problem. Exactly. And and I'm always like, no, like we got to give these kids, we got to, whatever happened to tier one and tier two, like, (laughs) And so, uh, of course, I serve some of these kids and everything. And I'm telling you, when they come to speech, that we have the best time. I have a hard time getting them to go back to class, <laughs> opposed to coming with me, because I think the first thing we need to do with all kids, not with kids, just behavior, you have to build that rapport with kids. Totally. I trust you, you know? So that's what I do at the first. I'm sure first three or four sessions. And then every session, like moving forward, like clearly. Exactly. So um, that's a lot to do with the kid um, as well. They're kind of isolated from everyone else. They really don't see anybody else until it's gym mm-hmm. or um, recess. They may have some time with them. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they're kind of by themselves. So I, lo- I love that. I love that, that you really got to have that reason to do that research. Where sometimes we always say like, oh, I kind of always wonder, but we never have a like a purpose to like dive deeper and find that out. And I love that. And, and I'm sure your students love being coming with you because you're so much fun. <laughs> when did you decide with all of this to open up your merchandise store? Oh my goodness. I'm telling you, as a creator, my mind is always like zoom, 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 right? And so uh, it was 2019, last year, 2019. We're getting ready to come up on our one-year anniversary on December 29th. So I'm super excited. And we were visiting my mother-in-law. And she's the sweetest lady in the whole wide world. But I was visiting her from after Christmas break and everything. And I was just going through the internet. And I was trying to search for some merchandise that kind of resonated with me, you know, as, uh, as a woman, as a woman of color. Um, my culture, I didn't see anything. Prior to creating Coffin Communication, again, I didn't see any apparel that resonated with me. So I said, well, there's a quote that I kind of go by sometimes. It says, lead where it's lacking. Lead where it's lacking. And so that resonated with me a little bit. And I said, I can, I can do this. Like, I know I can do this. And so I prayed about it. I didn't jump right then. I can be kind of impulsive. But I didn't jump right then. So I prayed about it, thought about it, and I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. And voila, Coffee and Communication was born December 29th, I believe, 2019. So I'm excited about it. Um, We came a long way in like 11 months. I mean, we just kind of took off like a rocket. And I, I have been holding on for dear life but enjoying the ride. 
<laughs> and you should be because I, I remember when I first heard about you, maybe, you know, maybe eight, nine months ago, I was like, oh, my goodness, this is cute stuff. And now it's like I'm always seeing it. I'm always seeing people tagging, wearing things. And I'm like, oh, you go, girl. What was your first product that you put into your store? Do you remember? I think I had two that I launched. And one was dialect is not a disorder. And I stand by that. I know we all believe that. I am, again, I'm from a really, really country town. So I know I have a, a draw. So just imagine like we're going somewhere that we're not from. They're trying to place us in speech because of the way we pronounce our words. Oh my goodness. That is so disheartening. So dialect is not a disorder was my first one. And then my second one was too tired to code switch. Oh my <laughs> goodness. If that isn't the truth, please do not catch me Monday morning because I might not be code switching. <laughs> um, but those were my first two products and they did so well. And I thought sometimes you want to go through your store and kind of revamp some things and kind of redo some um, projects and everything. But those are two of my original original designs that has not changed from day one. And I think I'm going to keep those the same. They're really like classic tees. Yeah. Those are like the OG. You need to keep yeah. them in your store forever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Has there ever been a style or a quote or something where you were like, am I pushing it too far? Is this far <laughs> enough? Or is there anything that you're like, ooh, I can't wait? Like, oh my goodness. Or you're like, weren't sure how the audience was going to react. Yeah, because that's how I felt about my whole brand in general. I was like, they, people are not going to bite with us. They're not going to do this. But I didn't know how people would feel about I'm the 8%. Mm. I'm the 8%. Our field is predominantly um, Caucasian women, 92%. And so that 8% of SLPs, we're just so little, you know? So I really didn't know. If people were going to grab it, like I grabbed it, you know, that resonates with me. And I'm so proud to be a part of the 8%. That was an original idea. I believe that was maybe my third or fourth design because I was so passionate about that. Mm -hmm. I'm the 8%. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm working. And hey, deal with it. I'm here, you know? So um, that was probably one that kind of like, ooh, I don't know how you're going to respond to this. But <laughs> I saw that one blow up in a good way. I know, I know. It has really been a blessing. And then another one was uh, Melanated SLP. That was mm-hmm. one of my newer designs. And that kind of took off too. So I've learned, I've learned my try, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that sometimes, the thing that I pull out, even if I'm a little afraid to put it out and I kind of put it out like softly, they're eating it up. They are really on it. And another design also that people really seem to like is the Be The Light. They want the light bulb on it. And that's such a powerful message. Be the light wherever you go. And like you were saying, it's been so dark and gloomy lately with the whole C word, you know? And so I uh, just be the light wherever you go. Where you're in school, if you're at the store, you know, we need to be that for each other, you know? Mm -hmm. Go more deep into that. Why do you think SLPs love SLP merchandise? Like, we all love, I mean, we worked hard for this degree. have every single right to like wear it right mm-hmm. so another one of my um designs from there like respect my seed mm-hmm. like, listen 
we have undergrad, graduate, clinical hours. We had our CF year. I mean, it was just a lot. And I really, again, don't think people understand the extent of what we go through. I had a professor tell me one time, nobody's ever going to believe how busy you truly are unless they're a speech major. And I really like, ha ha. No, she did not lie. She did not lie, not one bit. Again, with my shirts, um, they're all based on my experiences I've had as SLPs. Um, the majority of the SLP merch that I did see, again, didn't appeal to me, um, but we love merch. SLPs love merch. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some cute merch out there for sure, but our merch is more aligned with the modern catchphrases as well as incorporating some African-American cultures in there. Again, prior to coffee and communication, I really didn't see that at all, uh, which is one of the reasons why I created the I'm the 8% shirt. We want a more edgy slash modern feel that also resonated with our mission statement, which is to advocate and um, educate for our field and our profession. So true. And yeah, like if you want m- more than 8% to join the field, you got to flaunt it and let people know about, hey. Absolutely. I'm glad that you went there because I was just talking to my husband earlier here in the kitchen and he was just saying, he said, you know what? I don't think my high school had an SLP. And I thought about it. He graduated in 04 and I graduated in 06. And I said, I don't, I don't think I had one either. And if I did, I didn't know who she was. You know, I didn't. Then he made a comment. He said, "Well, if we did have one, why weren't she? Why weren't they present at like career day?" And I was like, "I don't know." You know, like you know, we had a counselor. I knew we had a school nurse. You know, but I never met an SLP. And so I think that for us to get out there, not only as the eight percent, but as SLPs in general, we have to almost start that high school level. Mm-hmm those career days getting there because um i made a post recently now that my niece is also going into the field of um speaking i'm so excited about that oh my goodness because i'm the first one in my family and i also made a post and a lot of people are the first SLPs in their family and i think that's how we kind of draw more to us now i'm not sure if there's anything i probably should know this but i'm not sure if there's anything with asha yet as far as like some career um, develop. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if there's anybody there that goes out to like career centers. I remember as a high school student as well, going to like a career day and there were like different schools, like, you know, lined up with mm-hmm. papers and stuff. And I just don't feel like I remember seeing anything, you mm-hmm. know? And that's kind of like disheartening a little bit because we all, we, our field is always so small. I feel like anyway, that we kind of have to like get out there, get out there, which will bring more people to our field, bring more people of color to our field, bring more males to our field. Mm-hmm. Really, truly need. They're definitely like the unicorns of our field, like for sure. <laughs> seriously, seriously. It's so, so true. Like even I'll be at like lunch duty and like the other students be like, who are you? And I'm like, like, what's speech? And I'm like, I explain it to them. I'm like, let them, you know, they might not need me, but let yeah. them know that there's another type of teacher in the building. Absolutely. You know what? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I know how I got this. I was told to be the dance coach, right? For like the last three years. And so that's how those babies know me as well. Cause yeah, she's the speech teacher, uh, but she's also the dance coach and everything. And that's, I remember going to a classroom one time and getting a student, right? And the student was so excited to get, get to me. And so that one day after school, one of his classmates came by my room 
He doesn't receive speech, but he knocked on my door and I said, hey, sweetie, what's up? He said, um, how do you sign up for speech club? <laughs> I've gotten that too. They're like, how do I get in there? They look like they're having fun. <laughs> Exactly. I told well, you know what? Everybody can't come to speech. No, I'm not sure what cute little spill I gave him, but it's just so funny that, you know, people want to come, but hey, baby, everybody doesn't qualify. (laughs) I've done, I've done a, like when it was like indoor recess, like a bring a friend to speech. Like it's like not a real session. Like for my students, like, Hey, you want it? Like if I had lunch duty and it was like indoor, like, Hey, come to my speech room, bring a friend. We're going to play Uno. Like when not, it wasn't real speech, like, but this way, those friends that like were curious about what was going on in there got to come in and like see what was going on. But even besides the students, I feel like we need to advocate for our staff. Like even faculty members of like newer staff members, like they're looking to get like some second degrees. Like, oh, how do I, I might go for like that speech degree next. I'm like, it doesn't really work that way. It's not like adding like an ESL add on. <laughs> a cute certificate that you can just add to your degree (laughs) and I you know I had a uh, a teacher's aide come up to ask me like hey what is this how do you do this and everything I kind of broke it down to her and I haven't heard anything else from her as far as going back to school yet but I mean it's a lot and I think the thing is also Haley that people come by and I have a little a, a window slit right on my door so they may pre-COVID, may have um, seen us play a game. They may see it on my smart board. And I'm like, oh my God, they're having just so much fun. That's like a cool job. Don't get me wrong, I have a really cool job. I really believe that. But the perception is like, we just have fun all day. And even though we're having fun, hey, we're getting articulation goals in there, language goals, WH questions, pragmatic, you know, everything. So they're having fun and we're having fun, but they just really don't know the and it's so funny that they just they just think even teachers that we just work on sound mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so I had a um you know at the beginning of the year I kind of sent an email like hey I have such and such for a speech for scheduling purposes is 245 okay just for an example and they may reply well I understand everything he says I get oh. that all the time like why do they go to speech I'm like dude it's speech and language speech and language <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if I had a dollar for every time I hear that or mm-hmm. heard that, well, I'd be kind of rich, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I just think, like you said, we need to advocate more amongst our, own, in our building. Let's just start, start, start there. Exactly. And so another thing as well, I like the fact, I'm just going to veer back to coffee communication, but I like right. that I can wear my merch and not have to say a single word. Like it speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Contrary to popular belief, I'm a little shy, right? So some of my merch may just speak for me. I don't have to say anything. Like I um for an example, like collect the data. Like this is speaking to you. Collect the RTI <laughs> data. And, you know what I'm saying? I don't have to say anything. You know, yeah. so my merch kind of speaks for itself. And um, I'm so proud to be the owner. I'm so proud to um just to have it, you know, I feel like it's mine. And I, I love just sharing it with the world, you know, and my hope and my goal is to bring more awareness to our field, to bring more people of color, more men, more women, more undergraduate students and, made, and have them maybe think about the field of speech pathology and actually going to pursue that field. I think and I think hopefully by prayer and by being persistent and getting out there, we can do it. We can definitely do it. Definitely. Definitely. And everyone, I'm going to have links in the show notes and so not to worry. 
go check out Coffee and Communication and everything that Brittany has to offer. And when you rock it in your school and get lots of comments and feedback, tag her on Instagram. She loves seeing it all because I see her reposting it all and all that fun stuff. I literally like, if I get a tag, I get a share. I'm literally like, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm very passionate about what I do. I try to put all of my energy into it. I hope that everybody who received the order from me can just feel the love, you know? So thank you. I really, really appreciate that so much. Where can everyone find you and learn more about you? Other than yes, the links I'm going to share in the show notes. Where can they find and learn more about what you have to offer? Okay, of course, you can go to shopccslp.com. I'm going to be having, I think, more of a blog section coming up, you know, on that website as well to kind of get this to know me a little bit better. Um, On Instagram at coffee.communication, you can find me there. On Facebook, our Facebook page is brand spanking new. So definitely you can head over there to give me some likes on that. And that way I can also share like updates on the site or what's going on. I have an email list that they can sign up on on our website. And I think that's it for right now. I'm not on YouTube or anything like that, but definitely uh, Facebook, Instagram, and our website. Definitely go check that out, you guys. You got to see all these cute designs and quotes and things. It's just so amazing. So, so amazing. I appreciate it so much. So I always end my episodes with a joke because I like to bring humor into the speech room. So this joke, why are movie stars always cool? I don't know why. Because they have so many fans. Stop it. I love it. See, I'm all about the jokes because I always start my speech sessions with that little bit of rapport and humor and fun so that it's not just diving right into deep into challenging stuff. Good idea. I need to incorporate that too because I always ask them, like, how was your weekend? And they be like, good. I, oh, no, you did something. Come on, come They're on. They're not allowed to say nothing to me. They're not allowed to say nothing. They have to tell me what did they eat? What show did they watch? What YouTube, did they see something on TikTok? You did something on Fortnite or Among Us or whatever they're doing. You did something. Because if you did nothing, then tell me what color was the wall of paint on the wall. Like, I'm like, you did something. And I say to them, I go, and I always tell them, I go, I did nothing too, but I I ate a cookie. Like, I went outside and I played with my son and, you know, so yeah. Because I I always know my students might not have, especially right now with COVID and everything, like they might not have those experiences going on. I'm like, me too. It's okay. I didn't stare at the wall. And like, I seriously will like, cause we're in person still, like I will get up and stare at the wall. I'm like, was this you the whole weekend? No. I don't think so. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. I love it a lot. So thank you, Brittany, so much for joining us until next week, everyone stay out of trouble. Are you looking for more practical and relevant professional development from someone actually in the trenches? Are you sick and tired of sitting through pointless workshops and conferences not relevant to you as a speech-language pathologist? Make sure you check out Speech Time Fun PD, short mini-courses filled with practical ideas you can actually use right away. Each mini-course comes with free bonus Teachers Pay Teachers resources so that you can use these ideas and activities right away without needing to prep anything new. Enroll today at speechtimefun.com slash courses.
Thanks for tuning in for another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at www.speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you are there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.